number one sports gambling podcast coming out of the Pat McAfee Incorporated offices. I am Tone Diggs. Had a baby tone. Had a baby gump. That is Gumpy, Bubba Gumpino. Thank you, sir. The Canadian sensation, the bearded wonder. How you doing? You feeling better today? Hey, it's a great fucking day, isn't it? Super League is dead. Get it out. You were very emotional yesterday. What happens to my Germany bet? Germany's still alive. Germany's good. This is my Germany, but Germany, still good. I heard the Super League happen. I'm sorry, I'm still in here wrapping some things up. I apologize for interrupting here, but the Super League is dead. Everybody's celebrating. But I thought just yesterday we were potentially going to finagle a way to profit off of this, and that was by betting on Germany because Germany was not entering the Super League, so their players were going to be able to play in all those Euro shit. Now everybody's playing again, and now we're screwed. That's why I, re- I reassured you that Gumpy yeah. had already taken Germany before the Super Germany League. Germany is always a good bet. Oh, wagon. No matter who's playing, we're good. Okay, so the pretty substantial amount that I bet on Germany, not knowing a single player on Germany because they potentially are the only team that survived this entire thing yesterday, still a good bet, even though it's not for the reason I bet on it. Absolutely. Shout out to you Germany guys. still has a coach that eats his boogers, right? No, they don't. Oh, no? No. He wiped his balls too many times and sniffed them. He's out. That's what it was, man. <laughs> All right. Hey, you guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is where I'm going to bow out. No, no. I, I mean, appreciate you guys. No, you're you're okay. still going to be in here. No, and, no, no. no I'm, I'm, and our friend Lombo is going to come on, and you're not going to be able to resist. So. You, I, by the way, I will probably come sprinting back in here yeah. when Lombardi's in here, but I mean immediately upon realizing that my bet is probably a trash one i also learned that i was potentially betting on a team that was either eating their boogers or picking their nuts and licking it on the sideline and that's just a coach he's gone that's hammered done he's gone now though you're good new okay. team now what i'd rather bet on a coach that does not care at all that does that now that is now i'm kind of in a pickle or whatever i'm, I'm happy for the show it's a good show thank you you guys have done a great job with this whole thing mitt um his we're teaching him how to spell too every once in a while yeah, I see he's got footy spelled right down there. What I would love I didn't to. Type the that. next step. <laughs> the next step is I'd love to like if there was some way to get a live ticker at the bottom of like the lines for tonight. Hey, I've been I've been waiting for on a ticker for years. That'd now. be fucking awesome. I, I guess we are getting potentially the technology to okay. be able to handle that for the uh, next studios. Oh, okay, good. Up in the new place, the church. Yeah, because I guess tech has advanced quite a bit since the last time we've bought a board, which years. is just a couple of years ago. Yeah. I guess a lot has changed. So I think we will be able to have a ticker at the new studio. Would be great for the show. Also, do we have a phone line yet? What's going on? Okay, with the- so we do. I have the I have the knowledge of what we have to do. The issue that we were running into is that we would actually we would have to have someone who could answer the phones um, while the show is going on. We'll figure that out, right? Okay. So we'll be able to figure that out. Because once you get probably six lines or whatever is in there filled, you're good. Yeah. Somebody will be able to figure that out. You just sign up on the internet for an 800 number. The so. people got some good bets, too, man. Like, whenever I go on that spaces, they always give out winners. Yeah, I was listening to that. Oh, you yeah. lie to them all the time about stuff that you watch and you do and everything like hey, that. But you're you just trying saw to- with this Super League, you know how much this means to me. That's not a lie. You're not watching a documentary every two weeks. Every two weeks, my friend. All he right. might be. I mean, he. I thought Gumby, Gumby was getting a little teary. I almost, yeah, I almost. Which I respect the fuck out of. I mean, it's not that serious, but I do appreciate that other people do believe it's that serious because there's no such thing as tradition without people that find it that serious. So it's hard for me to buy in because I have never been in. But the people that have been in seem like they were very passionate about this thing, fucking up everything. To be able to kill something like that this fast is yeah. incredible. I, I, Gumby, I respected it. And I respected your passion. Another man that I respect, and I respect his passion. Former NFL GM, 
host of the Lombardi line. Make sure you subscribe to the Daily Coach, Mr. Michael Lombardi. Pies on, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. I'm doing really good. It's this time of the year, you know, we got draft. It's a good time of the year. I love the draft. Big draft guy, Mike. Um, I've been listening to you recently. Um, and did you say this morning, so I wanted to start with this, the number three overall pick, the odds are on the move every single day. It was Mac Jones was a heavy favorite and, and Justin Fields was a heavy dog. And then Justin Fields took the lead. And then today they're, they're both plus money. Uh, I saw you say today that uh, Justin Fields is not going to be number three overall, correct? I, yeah, I mean, I've been saying that. I said it on the weekend, and, and, and here's why. I, I think this is about – it's really about what does the guy making the decision want in the quarterback position. And I, and I think when you break down Kyle's background and you break down what he likes, and he's – Kyle, if you know Kyle Shanahan, he's very strong-minded in what he believes at every position, what he wants. And if you talk to anybody who's worked with Kyle or been around Kyle – they would say to you, as they've said to me, the two players that he probably likes at the quarterback class would be Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Okay. And because there's some things that Justin Fields has to improve on to make him a more viable player within the framework. And, that, you know, of course, naturally that means people start sending me tweets about Justin Fields moving from the pocket and all that. Well, Walsh used to say all the time, very few people can evaluate quarterbacks and even few can coach them, fewer can coach them. And I think sometimes we have too many people that think they can evaluate quarterbacks when they really don't know. And I'm not saying Justin Fields is not a good quarterback because I know teams that want to pick Justin Fields. However, I think when you compare what they're looking for from Kyle Shanahan's standpoint to where they're going, I think it's a, it, it doesn't fit. doesn't mean he's not a good player. It just doesn't fit. Mike, so then – so the, the Niners have come out and said they're keeping Jimmy G. I don't know if you still believe that or not, but if they do and if they are keeping Jimmy G, would that lend you to believe maybe that they go lean to Lance's direction since he has fewer, fewer ex, or more less experience, I would say, and has the a year under Jimmy G and Shanahan would benefit him more? Or do you think it still could potentially be Mac Jones? Well, my initial reaction when they made the trade was it was Mac Jones. I mean, it, it was Trey Lance because of exactly what you said, Tone. It was exactly what you said. My sense of it is is he's going to need a redshirt year. I mean, Fran Frisella has the great line about some European basketball players. They're two years away from being two years away. Well, I think Trey Lance is a year away from being a year away. Okay, you know, so – He's going to need a red shirt year because he's only played 19 games. He missed all of last year. He's coming from a different level of competition. Doesn't mean he's not going to take some time. But the but in, instinctively, my reaction was, well, if you're drafting Matt Jones, you're going to play him right away. So you're going to trade Jimmy. But if you're drafting Trey Lance, you need Jimmy. Yeah. So that thought process there. And I, I do think there's – look, well, here's what I do know. There's a contingency within the 49er organization that really loves Trey Lance, whether it's it, it, the, all different levels, personnel directors, scouts, all that. They love Trey Lance. They don't dislike Mac Jones. I think they prefer Trey Lance. And I think there's part of the collaborative effort is to try to get Kyle to buy into somebody other than Mac Jones or at least see the other side of Mac Jones and have options. 
And I think that's what's been going on the last month. And I think that's why you've seen the betting market react to, really, the betting market reacts to rumors. It reacts to, you know, the market went way up for Justin Fields with no real Mm -hmm. tangible evidence to support it. Because on Monday, they worked out Trey Lance. And we know that Lance has been using the, a, a coach, just like Fields has. The 49ers sent a coach in there to kind of coach him on what they wanted with the player's permission. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and they can report back. But I, I think I think more than anything, I think this is going to be one man's decision. So, and I also heard, did you say the other day that Mike Shannon is also involved in the process? I would suspect strongly that Mike Shanahan has to be involved. I mean, if your dad's Mike Shanahan and your dad's coached great quarterbacks in his entire career, I mean, from Steve Young all the way through to John Elway to everybody, wouldn't you rely on him for help? Yeah, 1,000. Hey, hey, Dad, hey, Pops, could you take a look at this for me? Yeah. What do you, yeah, you know, I, could you look at that and you know, you're going to get a good answer. Here's what I do know. Last <laughs> Kyle Shanahan, I wrote a column for The Athletic about why I thought the 49ers would go after Tom Brady. And I had a lot of facts in the column that, you know, I reported in there. And if you read that column, I think as you come forward, you realize that Kyle really wanted to make that bold move. And it was a bold move because here you are, you just went to the Super Bowl. You have a very young quarterback and now you want to go take Kyle, you want to take Tom Brady. You know, and a lot of people in the organization are like, yo, we get it. You've got all the authority in the building because let's make no mistake about this. In Kyle's contract, he has complete autonomy to do whatever he wants, whether it's fire a trainer, whether it's hire the equipment guy, whatever he wants to do. He's the, the buck stops with him. So and he listened to a lot of people say, no, we'll get better at quarterback. Give Jimmy another year. I think that watching Brady win a Super Bowl mm-hmm. has caused this reaction to trade off. That makes sense. So, Mike, being a gambling show, we have Justin Fields plus 105 to go number three overall, Mac Jones plus 115, and Trey Lance plus 270. And then Justin Fields over-under is three and a half, and Trey Lance over-under is six and a half. Um, If you were a gambling man, which I know you're not, but you give advice on it, what's the direction you're leaning as far as that's concerned? I I said this on my show yesterday, and I've said it. I would take Mac Jones – and like any good better, I think you have to offset your bet, right? So you take Mac Jones and offset it with Trey Lance. Because mm-hmm. I truly think it's a decision between those two. And I think it's going to be Mac Jones. I really do. I think because of the reason I said this, because I think it fits what Kyle wants at the position. If you talk to any former coaches who've been on the staff with Kyle and you said to them, okay, of these three quarterbacks, which one's Kyle picking? They're all going to pick Mac Jones. So, Mike. So, if if Justin Fields doesn't go at three, where does he go? Does he go at four to the Falcons? Is Trey Lance potentially go at four uh, to the Falcons? I don't think the Falcons are going there. I think Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot are kind of in the position of they feel like they could improve their team. They like Matt Ryan. I think initially when the draft started, process started, they were thinking about a quarterback. I think there's a couple teams, Atlanta, Philadelphia, that are interested in the quarterbacks in next year's draft more than they are in this year's draft. Gotcha. That makes sense. And so, so I think this will be Kyle Pitts at four, I think. I think it should be Sewell from Oregon. I really do. I really think it should be Sewell. But Sewell's the one I'm having a hard time with because he is the one player. Belichick used to say all the time in the draft room, just put that guy on the pro board and then put him on the pro bowl board. You know, a guy that was that good. Sewell's one of those guys you put on the pro bowl, bowl, pro bowl board right away. I mean, he's a left tackle who never gets his uniform dirty. 
So for me, you know, that's a Pro Bowl type player. And I think if you put him on a team, now his number's at six and a half. You know, Cincinnati should take him at five. But there's a lot of noise coming out of Cincinnati that they prefer the receiver. Makes no sense to me at all. No. And noise coming out of Cincinnati that they prefer the Big Ten tackle. See, here's the other thing I don't think fans really understand when they break down the draft. You have to have a dossier, like the CIA has on different (laughs) dictators, of the people making the decision. Right? We know Dave Gettleman's never traded down. So today when an article comes out, he's seriously considered trading down. You know that the probability of him trading down isn't very good. I don't think he knows how to, Mike. Well, he probably doesn't. But (laughs) if you study the, the draft and you study how people think, behave, and how they make decisions, and that's what you do, you'll have an idea. The Bengals love Big Ten players. They love Big Ten players. That's the Brown family going back to when Paul ran the team. So does that mean Slater goes ahead of Sewell? It shouldn't, but it could there. There's a lot of uncertainty there. Then when you get to six, what does Miami do? Everybody says Miami wants a skill player. Yeah, so, Mike, I was looking at it, and on FanDuel, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, and Sewell, all their over-unders are at five and a half. So it's all based on what the Bengals are doing. Me personally, like you, I would take someone to protect Joe Burrow when they have – they have Tyler Boyd. They have T. Higgins. They have they have enough weapons on the offensive side that, I mean, you saw what happened to Joe Burrow last year. I would go Sewell there, um, and you think Kyle Pitts may go number four. So in, in that situation, um, Kyle Pitts and Sewell would be under the five and a half, and maybe Jamar Chase you just talked about. It. I know Gumpy wanted to ask you about the Dolphins. Do you think Jamar Chase maybe goes there? Obviously, if he doesn't go to Cincy. Everybody thinks Miami's taking a skill player. Now, that doesn't mean it's true. It's just that everybody in the league thinks they're taking a skill player, which means that Shamar Chase makes it to them, they'll take him. And then that leaves Detroit. And I think Detroit, you've got to understand Detroit. You know, and so Detroit, everybody has them taking another receiver. You know, if you know Chris Spielman, if you ever listen to him do a broadcast, all he talked about was grit and toughness mm-hmm. and pad level, pad level, pad level, pad level. Motor City Dan Campbell's the same, Mike. Yeah, I mean, do you really think they're going to spend their first pick, the signature pick of their administration on a receiver? Mm-mm. They're going to spend it on one of those guys in the trenches, whether it's Slater from the Big Ten, or maybe they'll take Justin Fields. I mean, Spielman lives in Columbus, Ohio. He's watched Justin Fields play since he got to Columbus. He's probably been at practices. Would you like that so, pick? Hmm? Would you like that pick? Well, I think it would be a smart play for them to take a quarterback, knowing they have golf for a year. Then they get away from Goff's salary and they have an economic-friendly quarterback for the next four years and see if they can turn him around. Yeah, Mike, do you believe the rumors that the Dolphins are trying to trade out? Like, at some point, you have to stop trading out and stockpiling draft picks and get some fucking players, right? Well, I think they paid a lot. I mean, the Eagles did really good on that deal, right? The Eagles go from 6 to 12 and give up a 1 next year. Yeah. I mean, that's the deal so you know i mean the the eagles could actually move up and still benefit from that trade so i don't think you overpay the way they did to move down that would just be my sense mike so do you see any of the teams uh i don't know in the, in the late so like denver any teams around like 9 10 11 potentially that would move up and maybe potentially take the falcons spot if the falcons don't want if they don't want to go quarterback there I think, you know, let's study George Payton, right? You know, I mean, I think he knows he needs a quarterback. 
Drew Locke, they, they were going to trade for Teddy Bridgewater at some point. They never The deal never came through. Uh, and so whether, you know, I think what happened was Denver probably said no to the deal. And so they know they need a quarterback. They have a team. Their over-under wins are at seven and a half. To me, they're the perfect team for the better to take on the over of seven yeah. and a half. Because you got to feel like they're going to get a quarterback, right? Yeah. You got to feel like they got, if they get a quarterback, they could be a pretty good team. They should at least be an eight and nine team. Sounds strange to say that, right? With seventeen games. No, I mean it, everyone loves their roster besides the quarterback position. Um, right. and, I, and I know you. But my fear is, Diggs, if if you don't take them now, if they get a quarterback on next Thursday, that number is going up to eight and a half. Yeah. Mike, so speaking of quarterbacks, so the round one over-under for quarterbacks is at five and a half. I mean, it's just way to the under at five and a half. Is there a way that Trask or Kellen Mond or anyone else sneaks into the late in first round? I could see that. I think there could be. I mean, there's value there, Mike. To go yeah, off of that, Mr. Lombardi. I think there's huge value. I would take a flyer at that. There's no doubt. Man, what do you got in the back? Sorry. To go off of that, uh, I was seeing David Mills has dropped. His over-under was at 73.5 today on FanDuel, and right now it's at 60. Is there value in taking that under? Who that just asked me that question? That um, is – that is – so is hey. – is, uh, is this is Tom McMahon's kid. Tom McMahon, noted special teams coordinator. His son's met. He did not get into the family <laughs> business. He is now a degenerate high guy that operates a lot of boards here for us, Lombo. Nobody asked me about Davis Mills. I can't confirm or deny Davis Mills' status right now. <laughs> hey, Mitt knows. Mitt's deep in there. That a boy, man. Well, I think. I hey, think... Lombo, we miss you over here, buddy, by the way. Great to see your I face. Miss you too, man. I saw you with my guy, Adnan, out there on the WWE. I'm waiting to get the ringside i could be bruno san martino coming back huh? hey listen that big italian from uh, pittsburgh used to lay some hands on people uh, oh my yeah the ch- i mean how did he ever buy a suit off a rack with that chest oh my god it's no hey, way Lombo, great to see you pal I, I think davis mills is a young i mean i think his stock is is uh you know i think people are giving him a lot of consideration i mean look he's the most highly recruited kid coming out of georgia as a high school senior he hurt his knee he went to stanford kind of got injured there mm-hmm. then he finally played last year he has moments of really looking like a good player but i, I think he's one of those guys that no one discusses at all uh, because we're so programmed to the names we deal in but i think there's a lot of teams given consideration to him as a player i don't know where he'll go somewhere in the second second day maybe you know but i think 70 is a little high for him so lombo if you do like one of those quarterbacks sneak in the end of the first round you get that at plus 440 um on FanDuel right now the other thing that i want to talk wide receivers over under is four and a half over at minus 225 under at plus 172 so you know you know jamar chase is going to go you know waddle's going to go you know smith is going to go bateman's going to go right I think Bateman and Moore go. Elijah Moore. Poor kid, unique. I think he, people see a little Tyree Kill and Moore from Mississippi. And then, you know? and then, well, so what? It would have to be Terrence Marshall, who I've seen going up a few boards, or Kadarius Tony. I don't you think said four and a half receivers, right? Four and a half, yeah. So if Moore goes, that's five. One, two, three. Yeah, four. yeah you're right. You're correct. So yeah, you, you're thinking it's over there at the two minus two twenty five. It's probably why it's juice there. Yeah, I mean, I do. I, I think that that's kind of uh, – I think the more kids – because he's a four-down player, I think he's got some value. So if if it was set at uh, five and a half there, and I saw LSU – LSU's over and a, uh, over under 
um, is one and a half, and you know Jamar Chase is going to go. But the other guys, Terrence Marshall, have you have you looked at him at all? Do you have anything on Terrence Marshall potentially I mean, going? My sense of it is, is I think Moore's ahead of him. Okay, I just think because of the kicking game, but I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. You know, if, the, if I think the top of the second, I think I think as much as everybody wants to do mock drafts and have twelve receivers in them. I think teams are smart enough to know that we better get what we can't get later now and uh-huh. get a receiver coming down the road. Um, so first running back selected, Najee Harris is minus 170. ATN is plus 150. Is Najee Harris that much better, you think, that, or is it worth taking a flyer? Because last year, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, no one, I don't think anyone had him going as the first running back overall, and he did uh, to the Chiefs there at the end. Is, there, is it worth, do you think, to take anything on ETN? I, I think I think that Harris is really a talented player, okay. and I think that if someone like Pittsburgh could get a, th- a, a three-down player, I think he would be really good. Yeah, they the last time they took a running back that high was Le'Veon Bell early in the second, and it worked out pretty well for them. I like the kid. So if he Steelers are sitting at twenty-four, if I'm not if I'm if I'm correct, and there's running backs drafted in the first round over under a half. Um, over is minus two twenty five. Under is plus one seventy two. So you think at least one of those guys will go in the first? I do I do? I think so. But I think running backs, especially, you know, do you really want the fifth year on the back? I mean, you know, do you want the fifth year on the running back, or are you better off taking them in the second and getting, you know, if you can do that? Now everybody wants to trade back into the second to the bottom of the first, but you get stuck. You got to make a pick. Like, you know, we can't pass. You got to turn a card in. Yeah. Are you against taking it? Obviously, are you against taking a running back in the first round? I mean, I I, I don't really want to pay for something that I can get somewhere else. Yeah. You know, that's I, I think the especially in the top ten, you better get pass rushers, you better get offensive and defensive linemen, you better get those positions that really you can't find anywhere on the street. That's what makes the draft and the receiver look. I think Pitts is a unique weapon at tight end. Yeah. But I, you hear the rumors. I hear the rumors that the 49ers traded two number ones to go up to four to get Pitts. I mean, to go to three to get Pitts. Why would the Niners trade uh, two first-round picks to get Pitts when they drafted Kittle in the fifth round? Don't you think they think they can get another tight end somewhere around in the draft? Yeah, there's there's no – Mike, that, that – there's no chance. I, this is this kind of stuff we're dealing with. This is what you deal with with, with the – if somebody actually thinks that Pitts is plus five thousand to go number three overall, yeah, I mean, I, the, you know, look, I think the one thing we know for sure, the books know this is the one betting market that the books know less than most people do. Got yeah, so it's 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 the, the best. I mean, you just saw it with Justin Fields' market. Yeah, it went flying high, but now maybe somebody put money on it. But I don't think Billy Walters put money on Justin. <laughs> uh, Mitt, you got one more? Yeah, there's a lot of – I was looking at FanDuel, and I see there's a lot of uh, really high positions for unders on defensive players in this draft. Do you think, uh, like, Patrick Sertan's at 10.5? Uh, it's kind of juiced to the under. Do you think that uh, he will fall past uh, the Dallas Cowboys? Is he the best player, the best defensive player in the draft, Mike? You know, I think when you when you look at the draft board, when I look at the draft board and I see, you know, there's really – so you really work your draft board. You try to figure out, like, where – like, there's different categories of the first round. You know, Al Davis used to say 1A, 1B, 1C. That's how he kind of worked it. There really isn't a 1A defensive player. There's just not. There's gotcha. not an elite. There's good players. There's a lot of good players in the draft. But there's not an elite. You know, is, there, is pay for Michigan an elite rusher? 
is Sertain or Horn. They're both similar. I think Sertain issue is when you take an Alabama defensive back, Nick Saban is the best defensive backfield coach you can find. Those kids typically don't get much better. Yeah. Because they've reached the level. Now, Horn has a big coach like that. Is Horn a better player? Not now, but could he be? I think that's the question that we have to ask ourselves. Whereas when you're doing mocks, nobody's asking that. You got to factor in where the coaching and the player development is going to come in. Makes complete sense. How do you feel about your uh, 76ers after what happened last night? And and you think maybe. I mean, it's really kind of hard to watch the NBA. It really is. I mean, nobody plays. I I mean, I call the Brooklyn Nets the Rat Pack. <laughs> the Las Vegas, the, and the Rat Pack was playing in Las Vegas. They had a sign up there that said, maybe Frank, maybe D, maybe Sammy. You know, they weren't sure who was going to show up. But you had to go pay for the ticket anyway. I mean, my sense of it is that if, if they don't want to play back-to-backs, which clearly the players don't want to play, yeah. then why are we scheduling back-to-backs? They scheduled so many of them too, Mike, so many of them. The people get cheated. We're all cheated out of this. Yeah. I mean, last night the Miami Heat took their whole team off. The Sixers didn't even, you know, they didn't even. That wasn't even a good preseason game last night. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I've I've stopped picking NBA games and just just decided just to talk them about them a little bit. <laughs> you can't do it. You're better off. You're better. It's I stop. I I actually on my show, I I, I told them let let's cut down the amount of time we talk. Why are we talking? Let's talk, we'll talk about when it comes to playoff time. Yeah. But you know, look at the ratings in the NBA. Nobody's watching. It stinks, Mike. It, it's a it's a it's a terrible product right now. I'm sorry. It, it is no, but but nobody wants to say it because if you say that on Twitter, you'll get assassinated. <laughs> but the reality of it is, is it's not. It, this the commissioner needs to step in and say, "Fellows, look, this is a business we're running here. This is not good for business." And, and I'm not talking about the social element. I'm talking about the playing element. Let's focus on that. Yeah, Mike, and that's why me and Gumpy focus on your favorite first five MLB lines. I mean, look, I've been all over baseball. I love baseball. Like, I, let's play two today, you know? Like, there I am. Baseball world, you know? Uh, baseball numbers are actually way up so far this season, too. Like, viewership. I, I think people at least don't play the guys. At least when you pay. Could you imagine if you went to Broadway to watch a play and, and three nights in a row you didn't see the lead in the play? That's You'd say, give me money back. You know, but if you go to a Brooklyn Nets game, there's a good chance you're not going to see all three of them on the court at the same time. We agree with you 100% over here, Mike. We can't thank you enough for coming on. Uh, catch Mike on the Lombardi line on VSIN. Subscribe to the Daily Coach. Michael, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. We'll talk soon. Thanks, yeah. Pat. Thanks Have a great a lot, day, though. Mike. Have a good one, buddy. He's the best. I fucking love that guy. King. He's the king. Mitt from the fucking clouds, dude. I love the draft. Oh, oh me too, God. man. Hey, it's my man. fucking favorite. We just did you get some good information there? Yeah, I'm definitely taking the over on uh Patrick Sertain. Gotta take the under on JC Horn. Let's go. Okay. Who'd you ask about? Fucking David Sills. Uh, d- yeah, uh, I'm definitely DV. taking uh, I already took the under on Stanford. him. Stanford. D V Sills. <laughs> D V Sills. <laughs> my fucking dolphins <laughs> might take him, dude. Early second. Come on, dude. They might. They you won't. never know. Uh so I may I'm gonna sprinkle some on Trey Lance there at plus two seventy. He was plus three nine. Shit, at this point I think I've I have Fields at plus two twenty. I think I have Lance at plus two seventy, and I could get Mac Jones. Eh, might just take them all. Mac Jones, really? I don't know. Do you see it? Hey, though the real one though, he thinks one of those other quarterbacks may sneak in at the end. So you go over five and a half plus four something. I think the Steelers might take Trask. God, get the fuck out of here, dude.
I will burn this fucking place down. Sewell at five. Like, the Bengals got to go line, right? I think I they're going chase. Ugh. Burrow also said that he wanted Jamar Chase. So yeah. he came out. How can someone not take Najee Harris in the first round? Yeah. I don't understand. You like I get it. There's no value drafting running backs, blah, blah, blah. Warren Sharp beats that drum. Yeah, yeah. Like it's going out of style. Derek Henry for the Titans has mm. turned that franchise around. I think Harris could do the same. So just one running back draft in the first round will get you minus two twenty five. I mean, do you want to lay that? Probably. I mean, him and ETN both could go. Who do you think goes first? Probably Najee Harris. Even though last year I think it would have been ETN, so who knows? Someone might have fell in love with him and he went back to school. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But I'm saying there's potential good value on ETN there. I don't know. You want to talk about today's baseball line? Yeah. It's a fucking, it's a big lineup. Some juicy games. 16 games. 16? 16 baseball games tonight. Jesus. We had some winners last night. We had some losers. Woodruff came home for me. Um, you had the Nats, I believe. You had the Nats. I, I had the, the Nats. Cards. You had the Cards. Flaherty. Hey. Came home Ross for you. Ross was due for a stinker. Yeah. And Sammy P. Sammy P was also on. <laughs> yeah, we knew Ross. Sammy P, clean sweep, huh? Clean sweep. Nice little guest appearance Not a there. Not bad day. Um, so right now the Dodgers and Mariners have started. I didn't have anything on that. You? No, thank you. Let me see. What was that to... stat we saw on the Dodgers? Zero day. zero middle second. They haven't been Dodgers dogs in, in 198 games or something Jesus, like that. Jesus man, some fucking absurd, absurd. Um, Carlos Rodon is going versus Plesac. Uh Rodon is coming off of a no hitter, almost perfect game. He got a guy on the toe in the ninth. Um, I I don't like doing this. What are you doing, Tony? And I might regret this one. I don't like taking pitchers after a no-hitter, but Plesak has been struggling. Awful. White Sox are 11-2-4, first five money line. So I'm going to take Redone, hoping he stays hot. Cleveland has been so bad at hitting. Indians 5-9-1, first fives as well, Tony. So I'm going the White Sox minus 118, first five money line. I am with you, my friend. Okay. Let's ride this wave. Uh, twins at Oakland in the first game. I got to pick on that one. Do you? The first one? The first one. No, I'm dancing for the second. They got a doubleheader. You're dancing the night shift. I'll take the early shift. I'm taking the night A's shift. minus 120 money line. Manea? Yeah. I, well, it's not so much that I love Manea. You don't like the shoemaker? I think he is much better than fucking Matt Shoemaker. <laughs> oh, oh, you Mane- tread I, lightly, my M- friend. Manea is better than Matt Shoemaker. <laughs> At least he has been. <laughs> Oakland's number three versus right-handed pitching in the last 10 days. Minnesota and Oakland is on a 9-1 and one straight up run. They are hot. Minnesota's three and seven. Um, so they have the hotter bats, and I think the better pitcher in this situation. So I'll take them minus the 120. Uh, here in that situation. Atlanta at New York, 635 first pitch. Chucky Moore. I will die with versus, this ship. Versus Jameis Tyon. Jameis Tyon, uh, both former Buckos. Tyon. How many pitchers did you guys produce? Everyone. Like the whole, the entire MLB is just former Pirates pitchers. And they're all great. They're all good. Except for Tyon, who Tyon has been struggling. struggling my so friend. I am also on the Chucky Morton bandwagon tonight. Atlanta's number six versus right-hand pitching the last week. And the Yankees are dead last. Yeah. Yankees are also number 27 on the season while Atlanta is top 10 versus right-hand pitching. Make sure Acuna is is playing tonight. 
Still going to take him either way, yeah. but it would help if Acuna's playing tonight. He had an abdominal injury or something like that. Chuck Morton, enough. I like him enough to take him as a dog. What do you mean enough? And he had a 2.25 ERA versus the Yankees. I, I am out on Chucky Morton, but not tonight against Tyone. Tyone is stunk, dude. Don't you ever say that. Fucking back-to-back Tommy John surgeries. Chucky Morton plus a half, first five. Love it. Pitched against the Yankees for years with the Rays. 2.25 ERA versus the Yankees last season. Yeah, we're good He's familiar. He's not afraid to go in to Yankee Stadium under those bright lights. He's not going to fucking – he's not a puppy in the headlights. Okay, Paul? You give me Chucky Morton plus a half, first five, I will take it every time. Uh, Diamondbacks at Cincinnati. Zach Gallen versus Luis Castillo. I wanted to take the Diamondbacks here. I really did. I just couldn't pull the trigger. The plus a half? uh, Yeah, they were plus a half, but – the Cincinnati Cincinnati at home has just been mashing the fucking ball. So yeah. I'm going to stay away from that one. Fair play. Um, minus 154. The Reds are the favorite in that one. Under, over under seven and a half. You staying away from that? Yeah, I am. Um, let's see here. We got an interesting thing here. Baltimore at Miami. Matt Harvey and Nick Niedert. Um, the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is pitching pretty well this year. <laughs> He's, He's got like a 3.4 well. expected ERA, 4 <laughs> ERA overall. I wanted to like find a, the Marlins have been my number one team this year. I, they yeah, have they I have mean, won me a bunch of Tony money this year. Actually, changed his middle name to Marlin. Tony Marlins to Gilio, <laughs> um, but I couldn't find a way them as the favorite when I think Harvey's actually pitching pretty well. So I, I stayed away from that one. You too. I'm with you. Um, Buckos at Detroit. I wanted to Buccos, take this one. Too. I wanted to take the Buccos. They're the better hitting team here in this situation. But um, Fulmer Michael looks Fulmer's, like he's uh, coming. He's yeah. He's I, getting back to how he was. Fulmer going for the Tigers is actually is actually pretty solid. And Tyler Anderson for the Buccos is not. So I wanted to stay away from that one on there. Yeah, I would lean Tigers first five on that one, Tony. The I'm trying to find the line. Did it, it is did it go disappeared, away? my friend. The game has disappeared. So maybe it's not being played anymore. I don't know. Um, San Francisco Giants at Philadelphia, 705 first pitch. Logan Webb versus Zach Wheeler. Uh, Zach Wheeler is the better pitcher here. Are you going with this one? Yeah, I'll take the Phillies first five, Tony. I don't like, I mean, I went against the Giants. The Giants are quietly playing some of the best baseball in the league. And I still, I, th- I believe they're on their first five under run still. Yeah, so I, uh, I, I like Wheeler. Wheeler gave up. I think he gave up two early his last time out, and that was it. So I like Wheeler here. I do too, but minus 160 was on the money line. Um, and I didn't want to lay a half because I do like the Giants kind of, just yeah. like as a team. Uh, so I stayed away on that one. The game that I fucking hate that I took tonight. Cards at Nats. Wainwright versus this? yeah, Wainwright versus Patrick Corbin. Oh. Um, I believe Wainwright's ERA is seven and Corbin's is 21. Maybe higher. I think it's twenty-one. But so Wainwright's expected ERA this season is four. He's he's hasn't had the best help behind him. Uh, the Nationals are sorry. St. Louis is number one versus left-handed pitching last ten days and number two all season long against left-handed pitching, which Corbin is, who has a twenty-one ERA. Uh, he's gone four innings and gave up six, and then two innings pitched and gave up nine earned runs last week against the D-backs. Um, so and. So I'm just going with the bats and Wainwright. Hopefully he pulls one through here. Plus, I was getting plus a half. Yeah. Minus the 134. 
I you, just, uh, I don't know. Trust me, I fucking hate I this just game. Feel you know, like it was I, almost my first over I mean, I'd ever I, taken. I took Corbin last. I just feel like Corbin's a good pitcher. He'll find it. But, I mean, he hasn't been fucking close. I hate, I still hate that I took this game. But I did. I did. Uh, Toronto at Boston. Um, Ryu and Eduardo, Eduardo Rodriguez. Erod is on the mound. Um, I, I, I didn't. Couldn't find an angle on this one. I know you didn't either, right? The Blue Jays. So the Blue Jays are plus a half, but it's minus oh, one eighty-eight. That's too much. Yeah. Red Sox minus half. I mean, if I was going to take anything, I'd probably lay the juice and get plus one fourteen Red Sox first five. See, but I ain't if touching I, If it. anything, I was going to take the Toronto money line just because I like Ryu a little bit better than Erod. I know what you're going to get. I feel like out of Ryu more. They are. They're. The the reason and they're both minus one oh eight on the money line. Yeah. It's a it's a toss up. It, it was a it was a tough one to fucking handicap there. Uh Tampa Bay at Kansas Kansas City, Rich Hill and Brad Keller. Good luck. Pick, yeah, pick your poison, pal. Who knows what you're gonna get from either of those pitchers. So I stayed away from that one. You two? Yeah. Um Mets at Cubs. I'm on this one. <laughs> you're Are on you? this one? Well yeah, why? Cubs are last in baseball versus right-handed pitching this season. Don't let the Cubbies get hot. While the Mets are top five this season and in the last 10 days, so they haven't fallen off. I've said this. I said this about Arietta's last last start. His early ERA is a little misleading. I think it's a three-something, but his expected ERA is almost up at six. Um He's going against Taewon Walker, who has a 2.61 ERA and two po- this season and 2.7 ERA last last season. Last season, so maybe he's got to figure it out. This may be a fucking Joey Ross situation from last night, but I like the Mets minus 134. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll ride with you on that one, Tone. I don't mind that. Okay, why not? Okay, good. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Uh, two teams that are fucking struggling: uh, Houston at Colorado. Louis Garcia versus John Gray. Fucking John Gray. I mean, this guy is he he is consistent, my friend. Consistently good? Yeah. I I kind of like John Gray. So and, do I. And Louis Garcia's numbers aren't bad either. And I thought maybe to lean under the five and a half. Because Houston and Colorado are twenty second and 29th versus right handed pitching on the season. This Astros offense could always just fucking I know. break out. I stay away from this. I would lean Rockies plus a half. I know that sounds terrible. But. I don't know. I don't hate that at all. And I'm, I'm leaning the under five and a half for the first five. But they're in Colorado. Dangerous. You know what they say, my friend. Don't fucking. That's where undies go to die. <laughs> On the Rockies. <laughs> Listen, if those mountains are blue. Diamond Cabaret. Undies go to die. Lean. That's a lean for me. I'm not fucking picking that. Um, the nightcap, the night shift. You taking fucking twins in Oakland? What yeah, you got here? yeah. Give me Barrios money line okay. minus one twenty two. I way mean, to go. yeah. Lazardo is a good. He's got stuff. He's just he can't figure it out. So yeah, I mean, I like Barrios. Got roughed up a little bit last time, but that's why you're getting a decent number on the money line here. Yeah. Uh, Texas at the Angels. The over under in this is six. Where? Twins Athletics. It's a seven inning game yeah, yeah. though. So it'd probably be seven and a half ish. That seems low. I don't know. Texas LA's or uh, the Angels is the next one. Um, yeah, no. Thanks. I don't trust Otani just because he pitches every fucking 
20 days so i don't i never know what to do with him no. so i'm just going to stay away from that and one. there's just too much too much juice there too much way too much juice there it's actually let's see here it's minus 205 on the angels the last game of the night fucking Burnsy. brewers padres Burnsy. padres are somehow and I'm going to say this, and then it's going to backfire, and the fucking Padres don't do it because I'm on the Brewers. Just leave it, leave it. Some, don't say it. Somehow minus one twenty on the money line. Brewers are the first five is. Oh no, sorry, clicked on the wrong game. Um, now I mean Corbin Burns has been an absolute fucking machine this season. Burns, you dude. His. Let me see. Let me make sure I get all of his stats right because he's been fucking unbelievable. 0.49 ERA, 1.01 expected ERA. He had a 2.11 ERA last season. Um, going against Paddock, who I guess had a decent start. Ah, it was shaky at best, though. It was, he, it, yeah. It was a ah, decent he was start. Fucking so good a few years back. Yeah, what was that two years ago? Yeah, but he was, was also like the ace of the staff, right? Yeah. You saying that that messes with your head a little bit? I mean, I th- I think you would do better if you were the fourth starter. So Corbin no Burns pressure. has gone six and a third, one earned run, eleven Ks, six innings, zero runs, nine Ks, six innings, zero runs, ten Ks. He's been awesome this season, and I'm I got him. We got him this morning as a plus a half right yeah it was minus 140 minus 140 it's now minus 180 for plus a half for the brewers so yeah we got on that early thank god but i, w- I would i wouldn't shy away from taking brewers i would have took line, the mon- minus, minus 128 so somehow they're when the brewers are the favorite on the money line first five but they're getting plus a half on the first five it's a wonky situation but just know that this show is riding corbin burns until the fucking wheels fall off correct of course. It's Burnsy, dude. It's Burnsy, baby. Um, do you want to go through the picks just so it's, there was a lot there? There was. I got Chicago White Sox minus 118 uh, first five money line. Now, that's because Rodon, I'll just make after a no hitter. Let's see how that goes. A's minus 120 money line versus Minnesota. I like Manea. Gumpy doesn't. Atlanta plus a half minus 130 versus the Yankees. We're riding Chucky Morton. St. Louis first five plus a half. <laughs> we're, we're going anti-Corbin, hoping Wainwright figures something out for me. Uh, Mets minus, minus 134 versus the Cubs. And the Brewers plus a half first five uh, against Paddock. And you have? White Sox first five. I'm with you there. Okay. Braves and Chucky Ball game yep. plus a half every time. Wheeler with the Phillies first five. Mm-hmm. Brewers plus a half first five. And then I'm jumping in the deep end with... Uh, Tony on the Mets there. Okay, that's what you are. Yeah, sure, why not? I love when you fucking jump in the deep end with me. I can hang my hat on you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you can. You can absolutely fucking it's blame all your fault. Absolutely blame it on me. Uh, NBA tonight. Um, I'm just going to keep giving leans because that seems to be fucking working. How many Don't games worry. are there tonight? Only five. One, two, three, four, five. Thank God. Like, is everybody done with, like, does anybody enjoy the NBA? Do you no, we enjoy need to get, it, man? we need to get to the playoffs. No, honestly, I totally fucking hate it these last two weeks. The no one has played. I have honestly lost a lot of money. 
It stinks. How's your throat? All right. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> uh, first game. That was or, bad. Or, <laughs> that was really bad. I know it was. That's why I pointed it out. Uh, Orlando <laughs> at Atlanta. I had to. Steve. Could not. Jeez. Orlando at Atlanta. Hawks are, were minus 12 this morning. I don't know if it's moved or not. Um, that's the way I would lean. Where's that game? Oh, there it is. It's still minus 12. Um, the Hawks are 8-2. and two. Straight up, Orlando's two and eight in their last ten for both of them. They're, I'm not betting Orlando in this. The Hawks are the better team and the better trends and everything, so I'd lean there. Uh, Mitt, jump in if you have anything on any of these games that I'm talking yeah, about. I love the over in this game. Okay. I think uh, 12 and a half is just too much for me to lay, uh, but I do think Atlanta is going to be putting up a lot of points, and Orlando can't really score for sh- or can't really play defense for shit. I don't know why this is at 218. Um. Hornets at Knicks. Uh, it's five and a half. It was six this morning. I like the Knicks uh, a little bit here. Charlotte has been struggling, but maybe the news of like getting Lamelo back it fires them up a little bit. Um, the Knicks are hot. Fucking Julius Randle's playing incredible. Uh, so I would lean Knicks here in this situation. I am also taking the Knicks, Tony, for the Julius Randle reason. Okay, perfect. Uh, the Nets are at New Orleans. We talked to Lombo about it. Like. You, I'm going to stay off this one because you have no idea who's playing. Uh, the line is actually three. The Nets are plus three at New Orleans. So even the line saying they I, they have no idea who's playing. So I'm going to stay away from that one. Mitt. Yeah, I'm also staying away. I do kind of like the Pelicans tonight. I would lean that way with uh, Zion's first shoe coming out and all that. But <laughs> I just kind of hate betting on the Pelicans, and I've been getting killed by betting on and against the Brooklyn Nets. boy. Clippers at Portland. Uh, Clips are minus six and a half. I would lean Clippers there just because they're still hot. Um, and I believe they've gotten pretty much everyone back. Yeah, they're getting a lot of. There's a lot of money coming in on them to win the title right now. Actually, I was reading the. Uh, let's see. Let's see what the team futures are here to win the NBA championship. Clippers are plus seven hundred, behind the Nets and the Lakers. Oh, they're third. Yeah, you can get them plus two sixty to win the West. Oh, look at this. Suns are now minus one thirty to win the division. Don't forget the show that told you to take them a while ago. Uh, last game of the night, Minnesota at Sacramento. Fuck that. I'm not touching it. What? Also not touching that. That game, game fucking stinks. Uh, footy picks. You got footy picks for uh, tomorrow? Now that the beautiful game <laughs> has come back. Thank you. Chelsea started it all. Shout out Chelsea. All the Liverpool players. Jordan Henderson, I mean. This guy's the captain of Liverpool. He's the captain of England. And he fucking captained the fucking death of the Super League. This so is who you're giving credit to? Hats off to you, Jordan Henderson. What are you absolute him legend. He started it all, dude. No, Gary yeah. Neville fucking started I it mean, all. I mean, another legend there, Gary Neville. Thank you, sir. Um, Wednesday, footy. There's a lot of games here. Uh, we'll start in the Bundesliga. Oh, those the Germans. Monchen Gladbach. Yeah. They are a wagon right now. They beat our wagon all year. Our boys from Frankfurt four nothing on the weekend. They haven't lost in four. They're draw no bet minus one sixty over Hoffenheim, who has two wins in thirteen. I wouldn't shy away from tape, taking Gladbach money line plus one fifteen here, Tony. Okay. And then we got two more, both in La Liga. Real Betis draw no bet against Bill Bow. 
They have one loss in nine, and Bilbao hasn't won in six. And then Old Faithful, Sevilla Moneyline, mm-hmm. haven't lost in seven. They've won three straight. Levente, they've lost three of four. So that's three for tomorrow. Love it. A lot of games Thursday, too. A lot so of games Friday. A lot of games all weekend. So we've got Gladbach. Moshen Gladbach. Who else? Sevilla Moneyline. Yep. And then a draw no bet on Real Betis against Bilbao. You're the fucking best, dude. Let's go. I mean, you just feel you feel good. Today. I mean, hey, that was tough, dude. Mate, you want to see if there's any boosts we're taking tonight? Yeah, let's go through them. Thanks, dude. Appreciate you. I appreciate you. That'd be a minute. Oh, we got a three by two. Nice. Oh, I love these, actually. <laughs> Nets, Pelicans, let it fly, boys. Oh, yeah, let's go. I'm all in on that. <laughs> uh, Kyrie and Zion to score 30 plus, plus 300. Don't hate it. Don't hate it with Zion's shoe coming out today. Uh, it's not coming out today. Well, the, the tweet He's wearing them. Oh, he's wearing them tonight? I think, yeah. We could buy them on Friday. Yep. And then we have a three by two. Clippers Trailblazers plus 100. I kind of like that one too. Clips can shoot the fucking three, and you know the Blazers can too. Chris Bryant to hit a home run plus 550. Cubs are losing, so I don't see that happening. Plus, (laughs) you like dingers, Tony? (laughs) Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you something. Do you like money? Here's one right up your elbow. What do you got? Tottenham and Man City both to win. Plus 180. That's tomorrow? Yeah. Mm, Tottenham could be in tough. Ah, no, Tottenham with uh, Ryan Mason, youngest manager ever, 29, I think. Yeah. Played for Tottenham. He could rally the troops. Plus 180, sure, why not? I mean, you can. can, Do you like money? Do you hate the Super League? Yeah, I'm so happy that's over, dude. What a fucking farce. Oh, Man U's chairman's gone. He, he's backed into a corner. He's got to quit. Get them all out. Uh, we're 50 minutes in here today. We'll get uh, Nikki Skates in tomorrow. Um, went through a lot today. NFL draft. All the specials in MLB. Hold on, I'm trying to read a text here. Don't know if you mentioned this. One. Oh. Pirates game against Detroit is canceled for fucking snow. I thought it was supposed to be summer. Neil Walker just retired. How I, old is he? He's my, he's 34. Because 30, I played against him in high school. He was also a catcher. He played for Pine Ridgeland. <laughs> did he win? They won, yeah. How many dingers did he hit? Fucking zero, probably. Shitting me? <laughs> oh, shit. Pittsburgh he very, legend? He was a very good athlete. AQ was, loves him. And then he played second in the fucking MLB. You can't athlete. play catcher forever, my friend. Athlete. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. Um, can't thank you guys enough for listening. Um, keep spreading the word. You're awesome. Um, let us know anything you guys want to hear, want us to talk about. Um, we are paying attention to that. So let us know. The rollover is at $1,000 tonight. Whoa. Hashtag Fandle Hammer Down Rollover 1,000. Uh, 10 leg parlay minus 130 or worse odds to win that one. Uh, Follow us at Hammered Down on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll be back tomorrow with some more 
Some more hunting of winners. Some more winners. Sir. Some more hunting of winners, more sir. Winners, please. Please. More winners, please, sir. Hammer! Dad! <laughs>